This is the Fantasy Road Show. Hey, Mike, are we live? We are live. Live, 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 live. Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is the Fantasy Road Show. Not on the road today. We're at home today, but uh, back again. I am your host. We are your hosts. My name is Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at fantasy underscore trucker. And this is Mike Culls. You can find him on Twitter at Culls underscore sports. Mike, as right. always, how the hell are you doing today? Good, man. I got my, uh, I'm repping my, my chi town. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. On. I love it. It's good. It's 103 outside. Oh, um, I'm hitting the golf course here in an hour, two hours. Um, I'm jealous. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a sauna round. Um, but I love it. I love the heat. It, it hugs me like a warm blanket and, uh, I'm just built, built a little bit differently when it comes to this weather. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I envy you, but at the same time I don't. Okay. So I I don't know how I would handle that heat over there, but, um, um, I do want to, no, go ahead. We're going to say just going to ask how you were doing. Um, oh, I'm good. Home, man. have a couple days off. Uh, it's Feeling so fresh. Nice. Sleeping in a bed. Yes. You know, bed. as much as as much Your as I love bed. the life on the road, I love being at home, man. There's nothing like it. You right. know, Chicago weather in the summer, Chi Town summer is great, dude. It's like 80 degrees. It's it's hot. But yeah, uh, never mind. Nothing. Like working on the road, even if you're on vacation, you can only handle so many days not in your like home routine. Like it's always good to come home to your bed at the end of a vacation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I commend the truckers who are on the road for multiple weeks at a time, but I could never do it, dude. I I spend a week out on the road and that's already too much. So yeah, uh, I am thrilled to be back home uh, and uh, sleeping in a bed again. So yeah, we do. (laughs) We do support all truckers. Uh, They're arguably the backbone of America, right? Oh, absolutely, man. They they need much more recognition than they're getting. Yeah. Uh, when you guys are out on the road driving around, be courteous to truck drivers. Yeah. Stop cutting them off. How do you, you know, think just... you get your shit, bitch? <laughs> yeah. America runs on diesel. Don't forget yeah. it. All right? Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, we want to start this pod off by giving a shout out to a, a nice little company called uh, Our sponsor. Yeah, our sponsor. Our, our, our future. They're our, our sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> yeah, they're our sponsor, but they don't know it yet um let's do a little let's kick it off cheers cheers oh yeah ice cold celsius love it Uh, what flavor are you working with today mike i got my favorite flavor green apple cherry Ooh, green apple cherry i don't think i've ever had that one i have um one of my favorites the arctic vibe yeah um i uh I pretty much stopped drinking coffee because I just crush Celsius now. I drink one right right when I wake up um, and go to the gym, and then right around lunch. This is typically I don't have one at this time, but it's Friday, feeling good, um, golfing here in a little bit, so I cracked open a, another one. But it's tip my my routine is usually morning Celsius, lunch Celsius, and that's how we go. No more coffee. Nice. Not bad. I still stick to coffee in the morning, but then I, I def- definitely crack open a Celsius for lunch. So, yep. you know, that's, so you know, what we've learned so far in this podcast is that America runs on diesel and the fantasy roadshow runs on Celly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's get into, um, all right, Mike. Uh, 
yeah, let's get into today's topic. We're doing dynasty tight end rankings. Uh, probably one to 15 is what we'll cover here today. Um, yeah. And then we'll wrap up with our final dynasty episode um, to knock off the rest of those, probably get into 35, 40 tight ends. Um, and then we're going to tie the bow next week with a very exciting guest. Uh, he's at a big time fantasy sports uh, company. We're excited. I, we're not going to, not going to release who it is yet. We're, uh, we're, we're going to continue to tease you on that, but we're both excited. First guests ever tie the kind of bow on what's been a grind of the dynasty rankings and move on to some redraft stuff and just best ball and kind of just really get into it. Uh, you know, it's gotten kind of dry, but it's a very necessary dryness of getting you all of our rankings, our in-depth analysis, kind of have a catalog that you can refer back to um, and just kind of get all of our thoughts out there. Uh, it was a good way for us to um, get consistent content out and just like get in the... Work, work out some kinks. Work out the kinks and just get better. I mean, I think we're a lot better than we were when we first started. So um, excited to kind of, you know, tie, tie the ribbon on that uh, with a big guest. And uh, I love it. Uh, buckle up, baby. Absolutely. Everybody get ready. All right, Mike. Wow. <laughs> let's let's kick off these dynasty tight end rankings. All right. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna go ahead and let you just rattle off your top five right now. Get let's not let the let's not let not have the people waiting for it anymore. Let's say top yeah. fives and then get into it from top down. Yeah, uh, my number one tight end in Dynasty football is Mark Andrews, followed by Travis Kelsey, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson, Hawk. and Dalton Kincaid at number five. Love it. I got Kyle Pitts as my number one tight end, Mark Andrews, tight end two, Dalton Kincaid three, Hawkinson four, and Kelsey at five. Um, oh. Kelsey at five probably sticks out to some oh people. Oh, my God, yes. Well, well, yes, it does. We can... Let's just start off with that. I was going to say let's go in order, but that's probably the, you know, the the one thing that people are are worrying about most. Um yeah, not what it, why thinking why? about most? Why how, do I have him he, as my yes. tight end? Five? How is he on all the way down at 5? I just ah, I, I don't, don't know, man. I don't get it. I don't get where you're coming from. I'm just he's 33 years old. Okay. Uh, I think the person I think I guess Andrews. What he's twenty seven, so he's the oldest person there. Uh, you know, so it's an age thing for me. I think that Kelsey, given his history, given his injury history and how his back was last year, like he, towards the end of the year, dude, like into the playoffs when he was having those back issues and like is Kelsey playing or not, that was worrisome. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like the, there's people that were certainly like checking the injury report or like anxious to see like, who do I bet on, on this game is Kelsey available. Um, so, you know, backs are a tricky thing. And as you're 33 and taking those hits, if that thing gets dislodged again, and he has one more injury, if it's a knee or a back that puts him down for the season, 34 year old Kelsey doesn't recover from that injury. Like, uh, like 24 year old Kelsey. So, I'm worried about that. I really am. I don't want to get stuck holding that Kelsey bag. And I would gladly take uh, some of these young, talented guys in good positions. Uh, just, 
knowing that I have them long term. That being said, like, will Kelsey retire while Mahomes? I, I he's gonna have to. Let's put it that way. Like, I know that's gonna be your rebuttal. Is like, why would he retire when he's winning Super Bowls with with Mahomes? They're not the same age. They're not the same. You know, he's there's a seven year age difference there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not it's not like Brady and Gronk. You even saw Gronk step away from a little bit during Brady's career. It's yeah. not. It's just not realistic in my mind. Yeah, that's fair. I I understand where you're coming from on the potential injury and uh, his difficulty to uh, recover from an, a potential injury. Right. You agree with that though, right? Like I no, I do. The only it's, way it's... at his age is taking steroids, like DeAndre Hopkins did, and like <laughs> then you have to cycle <laughs> off the steroids, get flush that out of your system. It's just yeah. not. You know, it's tough. Yeah, to me, I, I mean, it, Travis Kelsey is the greatest statistical tight end to ever play the game. Yeah, okay? he, always, he will be. That's period. a fact. Yeah. Yes, and I think when he retires, people will consider him as the greatest tight end ever. So, um, But last year, uh, he to me, he didn't show any signs of slowing down. Like, yeah, he I was dealing with some incredible. injury stuff, but, dude, he had a career high in targets with 152 and a career high in touchdowns with 12. A lot of that obviously had to do with the um, separation from uh, Tyreek Hill from the team last year and yeah. the lack of targets available to Patrick Mahomes. But, dude, I mean, again. Which is going to exist still. That's, no one's I was gonna just going to say that yeah. it hasn't really changed much. Yeah, they have yeah. Kadarius Tony now who should be, be in line for a bigger workload, but Kelsey's the guy there. Yeah. He tru- Patrick Mahomes trusts him. They have this weird way of communicating on the field that no other combination of players has. So, yeah, I, yeah. you know, he, yeah, yeah. he he led the la- he led the league last year in red zone targets with thirty two. What was the um, gap between him and tight end two? Because that's the most important. he had over four hundred yards more than any other tight end last year. And touchdowns, he probably led all of them for the most part. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, I know his touchdowns right now are at nine and a half. Um, Vegas set that line. What is it at? Uh, what, what did he have last year? He had 12 last year, 12. So, I mean, he had a couple games with like three or four touchdowns. He so. had, he had, I think he had one game with four touchdowns. So that yeah. definitely, definitely added to the touchdown total. Yeah. Um, I actually just saw that game in that doc, that quarterback documentary that came out. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm still watching that. So I, what I'm worried about with Kelsey, like, all right, so like we talked about earlier, if you're drafting a startup league or you're mid your mid league and like your team's ready to to win right now, you could probably go convince whoever the Kelsey owner is, pick him up. If you're like he's going to have a good year this year, I think there's no question about that, barring yeah. injury, of course. Um I'm just worried that that injury does happen and even if it doesn't, how many years to might be safe. Uh, there's going to start to be some regression regardless, just from an age standpoint. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, uh, when does that start to happen? We'll find out. I think you're starting to see it a little bit with Kittle. I mean, also, like, also if, if Hopkins, off. if, if Deandre Hopkins ends up with Kansas city chiefs, you're going to see Kelsey's usage, his, um, stats take a dip. Definitely. If they get an elite wide receiver on that team, He's not going to have the same numbers that he's been having over the last couple of years. So that's the fact. But if you're in buy now mode, go get them. Like if I'm drafting startup and I have a win now team, then like, like mine in my league, tight end one. Yeah. Like, uh, no, just 
<laughs> your team is never in win now mode. It, um, it, it is. I have Travis Kelsey. I have Cooper Cup. I was in the championship game last year. Well, no. you weren't. So no, you're you're, you're just the classic underperformer who's like, ah, it's like oh, the White okay. Sox. You're the White Sox of of your. Oh, league. the White Sox of fantasy football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go fuck yourself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get into somebody else here. Let's talk. Um, uh, l- l- let's talk your number one guy, who I could very easily have as mine, but um, as well, um, Mark yeah. Andrews. Go ahead and talk about him and why you have him at one. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is a great tight end. There's, there's no secret there. Um, he, to me, it's kind of like a no-brainer that he should be the number one dynasty tight end. I understand Kelsey's thirty-three years old. Mark Andrews is not. He's twenty-eight. I think he just recently turned twenty-eight. Excuse me. He signed an extension back in 2021, which makes him uh, with the team until 2026. So he will be like 33 by that time happens. So he's got no. some security with the team. Huh? How old did you say he is? He's 28. So he'll be 31. That's three years. He'll be th- okay. That's there crazy. you go. 31. Quick math. But yeah. <laughs> um, but I, you know, to me, to me, he missed two games last year. Still ended up with 73 t- or 73 receptions, 800 yards, and five touchdowns. The team obviously wasn't he had a really... banged up shoulder, too, like, yeah, basically all season. Yeah, he's well, the team just wasn't meshing last year with the whole contract situation. Tyler Huntley, Pro Bowl quarterback, yeah, absolutely. But no, the team should be much better this year with Todd Munkin and um, with Lamar being fully ready to go with this new heavy passing offense. Um, you know, I could easily see Mark Andrews surpass Kelsey this year as the number one tight end, and then for the future, I don't, I don't know if if Kelsey will be able to keep up with Mark Andrews um, in that sense. So I could definitely see that happening. That's why I have him at number one. I think he has his best statistical year this year, and he just cements himself as the number one dynasty tight end, in my opinion. Yeah, I love Andrews too. Um... Todd Munchkin could certainly come in and add Munkin a, Munchkin. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I, and then you get Zay flowers like Odell. He's kind of a scratch to me, but Zay flowers, young guy in Bateman. Um, I think Zay flowers is a great compliment to Andrews. I just see Andrews being that big bodied, you know, sure handed target. And then Zay flowers being that zip around quick slot, like just what a great, that, that could be so dangerous for Lamar who doesn't necessarily need to stretch the field. Then, you guys still have yeah. Bateman. You still have Bateman to do that, but Ravens could be tough this year, man. You have Queen and and Roquan on defense. Like, yeah, they're that's going to be a dangerous, dangerous Ravens team this year. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. That division is going to be awesome. I'm going to be keeping an eye on them all season. Um, pumped about that, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Andrews. I mean, he's a stud. Uh, he's going to be the target. The, the, he's going to be the high per, highest producing. Um, Tar- receiving target on that team uh yeah. just like kelsey is on his team so that's probably what separates them from every other tight end is they are number one their top dog you know yeah that's um, that's what kind of the the um the recipe for an elite tight end is if yeah. you're the number one target on the team you know very similar to what darren waller is going to be this year in my opinion so you know they that's just a recipe for an elite season yeah, I but, should probably uh, move. I have Pitts at one. I should probably swap them two because I think that's extremely important to highlight. Pitts. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about Pitts. Pitts is Pitts who I have at one, and like, I love that people have gotten burned by him now because I think his value is so much better. Um, yeah, 
And I'm probably over exaggerating on that, just trying to do like a re a correction to that and just, you know, just doing classic things that I do of like taking a hard stance of that there's going to be against the green. No, not necessarily that, but like I truly think he's still one of the most talented, pure talent uh, tight ends, almost like yeah. a receiver, like a freak. Um, and I think well, he's, he's only twenty two. Yeah, he's going to be awesome whenever they find out who that guy is that can deliver them the ball. Between Bijan, London, and Pitts, that's probably the best young core, uh, even yeah. probably better than the Jets in terms of weapons, young mm-hmm. weapons, new weapons. So, um, didn't I you have, say? Didn't you say the other day the Falcons are reaching out to the forty nine? Trey Lance. Yeah, I, who knows? It's all rumors, rumor mill. I try to, I like to like. I I like to poke around the the rumor mill and like fuck with people with it, but yeah, you can only put so much, you know. I, I like to yeah. I'm a reactionist, man. Like I like to get reactions out of people. So if I know like a a piece of some little Twitter rumor can get a reaction out of you, I'll send it over. Just oh, you do that to me quite a bit. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, so but I genuinely think like Pitts, London, Bijan. Find a quarterback there. Trey Lance would be great. Um, that's a dangerous, high potent offense. So, um, like I said, I could probably switch Andrews and um, and and Pitts, given that like Andrews is right now the number one receiving target producer. Whereas I don't know, Pitts like has a lot to go there, and Bijan's going to get so much that we'll see. But yeah. yeah. Pitts. Well, Pitts is just he's he's a, yes he's an he's an intriguing young star in the NFL. I mean, just for the simple fact that he got a th- he was a thousand yard receiver his rookie season. Yeah, quiet. And Mike, Mike, do you do you know who the only other NFL player to ever get a thousand yards his rookie tight end season? Uh, I don't know who it is, but we're, I'm we're just taking gonna it back. Say, I'm just gonna say I was gonna say Tony G. Nope. Someone I don't Antonio I don't know if you would Gates? guess him, but no someone associated with the fucking Bears the Bears, Kellen uh, Greg Olson Mike Ditka oh Ditka Mike Ditka is the fucking, only other player fucking Ditka dude Mike fucking, fucking Ditka fucking yeah Ditka he's all right now Mike Mike Ditka and Kyle Pitts the only two NFL tight ends to ever get a thousand yards a rookie year so um, yeah. he's in an elite category there yeah uh, that's great. Um, but anyways, I think we can move on to Mr. Kincaid, who I have at three. Um, we don't really have to say much about him, to be honest. Like, they, well, it's, it's Bills pure speculation. Went and, Bills went and got their guy, um, Josh Allen, weapon for the future. There's a lot of value in that. Josh Allen's QB1 on a good year in fantasy. Like, he's yeah. got all the cheat codes. He doesn't necessarily have his targets set in stone right now. Diggs, of course, Gabe Davis didn't perform to the level that everyone thought. Um, you get rid of Beasley, you get rid of um, Isaiah McKenzie. Like, there's just a, there's you know, Singletary's gone. Um, yeah. Knox seems to have a new role now. So Kincaid's a tight end by description, but he's supposed <laughs> to be playing in the slot, getting those Beasley targets. If he's a if he's a possession Beasley type receiver with his body and athleticism like you're gonna catch six seven balls a game which is 
you know, with that much uh, volume, you're going to perform at a high level. So I love the idea of being bullish on him. Um, I traded up to get him. I think I traded a second and third rounder in your league to go up to the, yeah, you did move up to the first and I got my guys. So, you know, I'm really happy, uh, again, taking a very bullish stance with him and, uh, I'm, I'm willing to defend that. Hopefully they prove me right at the beginning of this year. Yeah, he's um he's interesting. Uh, I think there's a lot of room in the offense this season for him to grow, but I I think it'll be a slow start for him this year. Um, Dawson Knox is still the tight end one on that team. Um, you know he's going to be the primary tight end. So, but I'm still I, stuck on like my rebuttal to that remains that I think Knox always will be tight end one, but that's not necessarily the role that they're going to use Kincaid in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we'll see. Well, it's, this is all pure speculation with a rookie tight end in the NFL. Like we, nobody knows how they're really going to use him. It's all hype at this point, but you know, and Dawson Knox has a red zone chemistry with, with Josh Allen. I mean, he has scored 15 touchdowns over the last two seasons in the red zone. Like he's just, there's there's a connection there that it's going to be hard for Kincaid to really work in there in the red zone. But like I said, there's room for him to grow and I could see him making strides this year. And then he's going to be considered a top option next year. Yeah, um, we'll see. I I have a a very good bill source that says, oh, yeah. Whatever, we don't need to dive into that. I don't fair enough. I don't want to. How about how about uh, Hockley's? TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you take it away first with Hawk. Yeah, Hawkinson's interesting, man. Um, he was a great tight end uh, with the Detroit Lions, but then he got traded to the Vikings. He's 26 years old, and since becoming a Viking last year, he ranks first among all tight ends in receptions with 52. That's more than Kelsey from that time on. Um, and he ranks first in contested catches with 10. Um, second in yards with 491, like, the, the Vikings were using him in a way last year that just an elite usage, like he was getting sometimes like 10 targets a game. I think uh, what was his in, in the last game, uh, last playoff game when the Vikings lost to the Giants, he had 11 targets for 10 receptions and 129 yards. If you're getting that out of your tight end, I mean, what are we talking about here? You know what yeah. I mean? That's that's elite. And he's 26 years old. Dude. If he, I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm bullish on Hawk this year. You just took my line of what are we even talking about here? <laughs> what are we what are we talking about here? You know, it, no, but it's true. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, the guy's a beast. Yeah. yeah I, so again, here's going to be a guy that I'm not going to have much to say about. Uh, I know the industry is really high on him. He's 26. He um, came over from the Lions. He was I mean, he was great for the Lions, too. I, that's why I'm so bullish on Laporta as well as like he had a very good role there. Um, yeah. I just didn't pay much attention. I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't pay attention to Hawkinson last year. I didn't really believe in the Vikings. They were like a really fun fade for me late in the year um, because I just didn't believe in them. I thought they were winning all those close games. And like, so I didn't pay much attention to Hawkinson, but yeah, he's in a great situation, um, has a bunch of weapons around him. He should have enough space to do a lot, especially if they, um, kind of, you know, uh, target, target in on him and, and pre- uh, intend on using them like they did late last season. So that's all I have there. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, this year will be a a, a big um, uh, deciding factor on what's going to happen in the future. They added Jordan Addison, who's a prolific pass catcher. Uh, how he fits in the offense is really going to determine um, Hawkinson's usage moving forward. So uh, we will yeah. see. Yeah, let's uh, let's move to commercial break here. Um, and if you want to give us a little sports ethos plug. This is a very special time at Sports Ethos because we've officially launched our NFL Draft Guide for the 2023 fantasy season. It already has more than 60 pieces of content in it, including massive team breakdowns and rankings. And we're aiming to have more than 200 features before all is said and done. And right now you can get this NFL Draft Guide for the low price of just $4 a month. $4 a month. And you can find this draft guide at sportsethos.com. Perfect timing, Mike. Perfect timing. All right, we're back. Yep. We're back at it, um, Mike. Where do you want to? Where do you want to kick things off uh, on this side of things? Where do I want to what? Where Where do you want to go from here? Who do you want to talk about on this rankings? Uh, we we yeah. di- we dove in. Uh, have we covered both of our top fives? I think we so. Have. Yeah. Let's talk George Kittle. Um, yeah, we both have him at six. From six to ten here, I have George Kittle, Dallas Goddard, Greg Dulcich. Darren Waller and Sam Laporta rounding out my top 10. Yeah, I have Kittle, Goddard, Laporta, Njoku, Dulcich, um, which is funny because this is another classic situation where I think I, or I know that I'm a lot higher on Dulcich. Well, I was, you were always high on him too, but like I've been on that Dulcich. I think I got you on Dulcich and now you're you, like super high on Dulcich. Yes. You know, uh, I, you know, I was, I, from last year's usage, I, I was, he's intriguing, but over this, over the course of this off season, yes, I was like, oh yeah, Dulcich is, is interesting. But now at this point in time, I'm like gung ho, Greg yeah. Dulcich, breakout candidate. Let's go. I'm on yeah. the train. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, look what Sean Payton's offense did with um, Jimmy Graham's career. Uh, you know, and Russell Wilson's always t- loved his tight ends. So I think it sets him up. Plus you add in the fact that like the Broncos should take a big step this year, given everything Definitely. that happened last year and you know who they are. So they should take a, mo- a big step forward. So he's going to only, he's going to be a huge part of that. So yeah. And um, the coach is already referring to him as the Joker. He, he wants to create mismatches on the field, man. This guy's, you know, yeah. he's already envisioning or he's seeing a vision with Dulcich and uh I just you know yeah I'm very, go look at his college tape if you need to be sold on Dulcich you know I'm an eye test guy like at this point in the podcast it's not it's not rocket like it's not hard to catch on that I am very much an eye test kind of guy I see I, I'm more of like a just call it how I see it kind of person I, I I will get into the numbers all the research I do all the research but I'm not sitting here throwing you know throwing stats at you um, go look at Dulcich's college film and tell me that, you know, between Peyton Russell, where that offense is going, that he's not going to be a force this year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, but that's talk- good. That's funny that you put it that way. I'm like the, uh, the play by play and you're the com- color commentary of the group. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that works that's, out. That's what we're doing. Um, All right. So, uh, George Kittle. Yep. Yeah. Kittle for me. Um, uh, he's great. He has amazing games. I've talked about him being the heartbeat of that offense and that team. 
uh, Purdy stepped in and right recognized like if I get Kittle going, the offense goes. Um, yeah. It's just like one of those things where um, he drives his energy when he gets going and how, how fucking he just gets pumped when he makes a big you know what i mean like you, yeah you he's he is a he's an electric an electric yeah. player if you have any if you have any emotional intelligence when you're watching a game you can see the impact that kittle when he gets catches a first town and fucking gets rowdy the team really builds on that energy so um yeah. and it's, I, I love what he's doing too in the offseason with this whole tight end university thing yeah. Um, the work he's putting in with that, helping out this this young group of players, it's just it's great to see. I, I love to see it, and he's a stand, just a stand up guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, you know, I do think there's so many weapons there, and you can only you know have a certain amount of high end weapons. So yeah, I think between the age and that, like he's a great blocking tight end too. So like, oh he's yeah, he's one be, of the best. Yeah, he's always going to be a huge part of it. I just think he takes some games off production wise because they have so many mouths to feed. So that's well, why. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. we saw that happen. You know, he's 29 years old. He has three more years under contract with the 49ers. And his catch rate dropped below 70% last year after three consecutive years of being over 75%. So yeah. he saw a dip in, uh, in his ability to catch the ball. But, you know, he's a very boomer bust type of player. I think last yeah. year he had five games over 80 yards and eight games under 30 yards. So it's either like he he outperforms expectations or he drastically underperforms. Yeah. So yep. that's what you're getting with Kittle. But he's going to he's going to have the ability to uh get you those weak winning games especially if Purdy is the guy. If Purdy is the guy, well last year he Kittle had 11 touchdowns last year and seven of which came in the last four games with Purdy. Like he somehow Purdy just unlocked Kittle. So if he's the guy, Kittle expect big things from Kittle. You know, Purdy's not the fucking gay. Okay, whether you think so or not, I'm just saying in the possibility that Purdy Purdy's the guy, not the fucking guy. All right, enough with your Purdy slander. Let's move on. Who else you want yeah. to talk about? Ellis Goddard. Um, I mean, just solid. Like I don't really have much to say here either. He's got his. Uh, he's got a defined role in one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to get you around that, you know, 55 to 60 catch mark, seven to 800 yards and three to five touchdowns. I think that's just, you know, what you're getting out of Goddard. He's not going to get any more than that. He's not going to get much less. So that's who Goddard is. Yeah, you're, you're, you're stereotypical um, uh, high floor, low ceiling type of player, you know. So, that's just what he is, you know. Yeah. I, I don't, you're not going to get consistent. Yeah, you're not going to get 50. If you're drafting Goddard, Dallas Goddard, expect 50 to 60 catches, 7 to 800 yards, and 3 to 5 touchdowns. That's yeah. tricky, you know. He did um he's 28 years old. He's got three more seasons under contract with the Eagles. Um you know, he's increased his receiving yards per game in each passing year. So every year he's been in the NFL, he's been doing better with his receiving yards per game. He's coming off back-to-back -back seasons better than 10 yards per target. So this is all intriguing to see. It's, you know, he's improving. Trending, yeah. Trending in the right direction every year. And he's he is just a solid third option for Jalen Hurts in this high powered offense. Yeah. So that it's that's just what it is. Yeah. I need to get better at looking at per game numbers because, you know, he had fifty five catches, seven hundred and three in twelve games. Um mm -hmm. I, I I use sleeper to kind of look at that, uh the you know, sleeper history. Uh, that's yeah. kind of how I look at his yearly numbers i 
would like to see per week a little bit more because in my mind, like that's more important to me. Like I, I can yeah, your per game, your usage per game. Yeah. Cause for me, like, yeah, if I draft like a Christian McCaffrey who may go down a couple of games, um, I can manage. I, I've always got a deep bench. I'm always making moves to figure out who I can plug and play, you know? So for me, it's more about per game. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, that's just kind of a side comment I made. For yeah. Well, it's, it's important. It's important to understand that that is a very sticky stat where you're looking at her, your per game production is a great indication of what you what you should be expecting. That's all. Yeah, for sure. Um, how um, about Darren Waller? Waller. Um, yeah, you could, you go ahead with Waller. Yeah. Um, I have Darren Waller at nine. You have him down at 11. Um, you know, Darren Waller just got a pretty big contract with the New York Giants. He's 31 years old. Um, he'll be with them under contract for four more seasons. So, you know, there's a lot of security there. And he should be the number one target for Daniel Jones. This wide receiver room is very unestablished. Nobody really knows who's going to break out and be the guy for DJ. But Darren Waller will be a, cons- uh, a considerable target for him. Um, after consecutive seasons with at least 1,145 yards in 2019 and 2020, he missed 14 games over the next two seasons due to injury. So he's has that somewhat injury bug recently. But, you know, if he stays healthy, man, the guy's a freak of nature. The good things that uh, George Kittle was saying about him at tight end university, he's just he among all the tight ends at tight end. You Darren Waller just looks different like yeah. he's that type of athlete out there. So. I I'm I'm excited. I would be excited to have him on my dynasty team. And if I'm in win now mode, I'm definitely targeting him. Yeah, he's a guy who you said I have down there at uh, 11. I just as you can tell, I like the youth. He's another guy who I have sitting behind Laporta and Joku Dulcich. And then yeah, I have Waller. But again, he could very well the next two, three years play himself into a lot higher value than that 11 spot. Um, love him for that offense. I love that DJ has another weapon. Saquon's the go-to guy there. Um, wide receiver room isn't defined, so he's definitely the guy to lean on and should have a big, you know, big year, big couple of years ahead of him. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned someone that, um, you're higher on is Sam Laporta. I, I love um, Laporta. Yeah, you do. Go ahead. Why, why do you like Laporta so much? And Iowa, Iowa tight end receiving all the hype. I think that like, Lions, I think his role immediately is going to be Hawkinson level when Hawkinson was at the at, at the Lions. So like, yeah, they dra- they got him, they drafted him. From what they've seen from him so far, they're like he's by far the best player on the field in uh, rookie OTAs. Um, so you know he's going to get a big role immediately, and then I just think he's going to perform at a high level in it. Um, that offense yeah. is likes to you know run and gun and. Um, if Laporte is a guy that can kind of step in and be a cornerstone of that offense, then he's going to be there a long time. He's going to be used for a long time. And, um, he, you know, he's going to be one of these top guys, top five guys that we're talking about. Um, so I, I'm, I'm high on him. I, th- I think he's built really well and, um, is in an offense that, you know, is going to, they're on the rise and he's there at yeah. the right time. So he can catch that ride on the way up and he can have a great career there. Yeah, I think it's going to help him in the beginning of this year that Jamison Williams is suspended. Um, I think he's going to see a, a much larger target share. 
And yeah, you're right. He's going to be the top tight end on on an, an improving Lions offense. But um, him coming out of Iowa, there's some big shoes to fill out of Iowa. You got Kittle, Hawkinson, Noah Fant. But he, when you're looking at their college production, Laporta was nowhere near these guys. Like yeah. he scored five times, five times in four seasons. Noah Fant sucks. Okay, but he still he had a much better college uh, collegiate production level than Laporta did. You know, just the fact that you score five times in four years, I I, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be a target in the red zone for Jared Goff. I just think um, when you're looking at the track record, it's just uh, it's a little concerning for me. Yeah, I'd like to look in to see why he only scored that much. He could have been a late bloomer. He could have not put on the size that he currently has. He could have been behind some of the guys you mentioned, which he, he wouldn't have been. But um, I don't know. I, I I don't know the answer to why that is. But, yeah, um, you know, I could certainly do a little digging and that's worth bringing up and i'm sure there's an answer for it because he wouldn't be just you know having all these glowing reviews unless there was so um i don't know from what i saw from him he looks really good and he looks like he can be a uh just your when you hear about the tight end mold right now and what everyone's looking for sam laporta is that you know yeah Um, no that's fair. fair so physically he's there i think his iq is a lot higher than um you know than Pete than the Lions even expected. That's probably why they said he's ready now and the most you know has the most glowing reviews out of that rookie camp. So yeah, I, I'm very bullish on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how about another uh, young tight end uh, over in Tennessee, Chig Oconquo? I can't even pronounce his first name, so I'm just sticking with Chig. But um, Chig. Chig. he is Chig. He's Chig to me. Yes. Chig Oconquo. Yeah. yeah Chig, so um, yeah. I mean. Are you are you in, interested in Chig at all in Dynasty? What's uh, what's your gauge on Chig? I'm not going to have a lot to say about him again. Um, yeah. First of all, I don't really like that Tennessee offense right now. I think Tannehill is the guy there, which is okay, but there's no future plan, which always worries me. And then I just don't know enough about Chig for me to like come in here and and sound like I know what I'm talking about. To me, it's like, yeah, I hear a lot of hype around him in the industry. Um, I haven't bought in or really. I don't know is the answer. Yeah, he, he I, didn't. I he didn't. Let me. I'll, I'll give you a little background here. He didn't have a great rookie campaign in Tennessee, but he saw improved production towards the end of the season, towards the second half. So he was trending in the right direction. Um, to me, he's just a breakout candidate for tight ends. Um, you can get him late in drafts. Um, he's very cheap in dynasty, but he has the ability to break out here, especially, excuse me, for the one reason that the Titans have the worst, and I'm not even lying here, the worst wide receiver room in the NFL. So when yep. you when you're when you're an intriguing tight end on a team with terrible wide receiver options, you're just you're in line for a great production, um, a great production role. So I'm I like him in dynasty. Um, and I, I'm excited f- to see what happens there. Now, if if Hopkins, this there's a lot of question marks to still play out that are going to decide a lot of people's uh, um, future exposure and stuff. But yeah. I don't know. As of right now, Oconquo seems interesting to me. We both have him at 14. Yeah, um, I do want to talk about Njoku, uh, who I have at nine, um, and you have him there at 12. Um, yeah, 
he is another like you talked about Waller being a physical freak in my mind, like from the aesthetic. Joku's got that. Like he's just jacked. He's massive. Yeah. Um, and I think that he's like been getting better. Maybe not at the rate that everyone would have hoped originally, but he's getting better and he's in an offense that is also going to be getting better and has a top five guy behind it in Deshaun Watson, who I think you're going to see break out like he in kind of reestablishes how he was earlier in his career. So mm-hmm. I love Njoku. He's in an offense that like needs him to step up and be that guy. Um, you're going to have Chubb taking on a lot of production. Hopefully Jerome Ford fills that, uh, fills that secondary running back role that hunt had Hopefully. for all those years. Cooper's getting older, but he's a stud and a ball hawk. And then it's like, and Joku, you better be that. You better be that third high producing tight end that we need uh, if we want to keep up with the Bengals and the Ravens. So that's kind of where where I'm at there with Njoku. And I believe in him. I like him a lot. Uh, Yeah. No, I do too. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm riding with you on that one. He last year he flirted with career highs, uh, but I think this year he surpasses all of them you know, um, with, yeah. uh, with Watson. So he finished at number 10 last year. I could see him finishing well inside the top 10. Uh, the yep. team's just going to be much better. So there's not much else to add there. Yeah. Not um, that, not that, uh, anyone cares about this, but, um, in your league, Ryan, yeah. In your dynasty league, mm-hmm. my tight end room is Mark Andrews. Okay. Here we go. David Njoku, who I have stacked with Deshaun Watson. And then I have Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox, who I have stacked with Josh Allen. Love it. That's my future. That's what the future holds. <laughs> That's you're, what the future just, holds. Yeah. A round of applause, everybody, for Coles' uh, dynasty squad. Uh, but no, Mike, in all seriousness, it's your team's looking pretty good this year, so... Love the um, tight end stack. That's that's just how how high I am on Joku. That's you know I I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. I don't know what you have to say there. Yeah, um, not much else to add. I just yeah. uh, you know, um, so want, uh, go ahead. I, yeah, I I want you to I want to round out. I want to finish up tight this first you know one through fifteen. I think but I yeah. want you to talk about one guy being the resident Chicago guy. Um, I want you to talk about Cole Komet. I have him at 13. You have him at 11. Um, yeah. You're the Bears guy here. Uh, let's hear what you got for Cole. Cole Komet, man. I, I'm i very excited for Cole Komet this year. Uh, he finished as the number seven tight end last year on an offense that led the league in rushing percentage with 56. Led the league. Led the league in rushing percentage. They just ran the ball so much, but he still finished as the number seven tight end. Um, he's displayed promising chemistry with fields down the stretch of last year. Everybody saw it. He scored seven touchdowns in the last 10 games. Like he just looked like he was building this rapport with fields that could definitely build on this season and for years to come. 24 years old, he hasn't missed a single game since being drafted. Not a single game, Mike. The Not guy's a, the guy's a beast. Um, obviously, he has more yeah, target competition this year with uh, DJ Moore, but I just think Cole Komet's going to be heavily involved, and I personally think the Bears are going to make strides this year in the passing game, and you're going to see Cole Komet's numbers rise because of that. I am. Yeah. I just I can't wait, man. Very excited. Yeah. 
Yeah, I want I want to sit down here with my Polish sausage and jerk off Coke Met too. <laughs> all right. You're a, you're all right, buddy. All right, enough there, buddy. Check yeah. check it out. All right. Um no, but finishing up, um, I mean Fryermuth and, and uh Pat Fryermuth and Michael Mayer. Those are the last two guys I really want to talk about. Um, do you have anything to say on these two guys real quick before we uh round out this episode? Fryermuth Heath Miller. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame tight end you. Okay, fair enough. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. Uh, Mayer, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's filling in the Darren Waller role. Um, you know, he's a good route runner with excellent hands. Caught 138 passes for 1,600 yards and 16 touchdowns over his last two years with Notre Dame. He At one point, he was considered the best tight end prospect this year. So, We'll see. I mean, his performance at the combine showed that he's kind of average, in my opinion. But mid. we'll see what happens, man. And then Fryermuth with uh with Pittsburgh, yeah, the the Muth. I love that tight that uh, that nickname. Um, yeah, yeah, that must be uh, pretty electric over there at uh at at the um Shitsburg. I forget what their stadium's called. Yeah, if, Heinz. Um, no, Heinz. It's Ackershire. Ackershire. Horrible. Now. Yeah, Shitsburg. <laughs> Shitsburg. Yeah, but he Ackershire, finished. Yeah. It, 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 you know, he's he's worth a conversation. He finished as the eight number eight tight end last year on a struggling offense. Um, towards the end of the year, he uh, scored seven times his rookie year with Big Ben, but he hasn't scored a single touchdown with Pickett. Not a single one. So we'll see if that improves. It probably will. Um, what about but, with yeah. Mitchell? Trubisky. <laughs> Ten guys. Right, we're gonna end, we're gonna end guy. this we're gonna end this episode. We appreciate everybody checking out this uh, tight <laughs> tight end rankings one through fifteen. Um, come back come back tomorrow. You're good. Come back Broke tomorrow to check out the rest of our tight end dynasty rankings. <sighs> Mike, you're a fucking special. Buckle individual. up, baby. Whoop! Buckle, buckle up. Whammy. <laughs> <laughs>